Father, I ask for wisdom and clarity upon me now as I, as I try to explain the, the ministry of the laying on of hands and what that means. Help me, Lord. Give me wisdom. And I pray that you would do a mighty work in our midst as we pray for each other in this way today, as we, as we do what your word says. So bring your power upon us now, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I was thinking about this topic for this morning, I, I thought about Vince Lombardi, okay? Green Bay Packers coach for I think nine or ten years, was it? Some of you who know all your football statistics, but his record uh, over those years was almost a 75% win record. And if I, if I got this right, during his tenure as coach, Green Bay Packers won two NFL champions, and I think it was three Super Bowls. Does that sound right? Okay. Anybody know? All right. Anyway, this is a long time ago. Um, this is my era. But anyway, one of his core values was to always be bringing his team back to the basics. So they would work on, today guys, we're going to work on blocking. Okay. We're going to work on how to tackle. We're going to work on ball handling. Back to the basics. Because when, when, when you're strong in the basics, you're effective. And so I thought of that because this morning I want us to look at one of the basic practices that we see described all through the New Testament and, 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 and work on it and, and become stronger in it together. Now, this practice is called the laying on of hands. It's described in, many times in the New Testament. On the back of your teaching insert, I, I made a list of, I think, all the places that I, that I think this is all of them that are listed. And you can see you know, what's involved. So you can do some study on your own rock and look at all those passages this morning. But it's a practice that in the Western church, at least today, it seems like there's kind of two errors we fall into. First of all, some people abuse it. You know, some of the televangelists and that whole thing, just, oh, if that's what the laying on of hands is, we don't want that. And I feel that. But then other, other, another error is we just neglect it. And there's many, many believers who don't, what's the laying on of hands? What's that all about? So well, what I hope to do this morning is, is give you in about five, maybe ten minutes, a little biblical foundation for the laying on of hands, and then I want us to get into small groups and do it together. Now, some of you are brand new here, and you're thinking, this is not what I bargained for. I wanted to just kind of come and be anonymous here. I don't know any of these people. We will try to be as gracious as we, as we can, but this is, this, is what, this is what you're going to do this morning, okay? Because the Lord sovereignly ordained that we do this this morning, and so you're going to get something really good out of this. In fact, you might even, if you want prayer, you'll, you'll get some prayer this morning. Now, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Two main passages I want us to look at. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Then I may just open up for some questions. Yeah, if you need a Bible, raise your hand so we can all study these passages together. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Uh, this is page 1003 in the Bibles we're passing out. This is a fascinating passage because in Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, the author calls his readers to move, move on from the, from the elementary things. Move on from the elementary things and look at what he lists as these elementary things. Look at what's in his list. The laying on of hands is one of the elementary things that they already know and he wants them to, to build on. Verse 1. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. Not laying again a foundation of, now he lists these things, repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, and of instruction about washings, that's probably baptism, I think, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, 
and eternal judgment. So do you see from this list that part of the elementary doctrine of Christ is the laying on of hands? It's right there in the list. So every follower of Jesus, that's like from the very beginning, that's one of the, you know, the ABCs that you learn is what's involved with the laying on of hands. It may have been involved in the actual process of when somebody was baptized, they laid hands on them, they prayed for the power of the Holy Spirit to come. It may have been part of the conversion process, but it's practiced after conversion too. So it's, it's part of the very fundamental living of, of Christian life, living of the church life. So what is the laying on of hands? What's involved with this? And when you read through the New Testament, what you see is, and you can use this chart I put on the back of your page there, you can see that the laying on of hands is a special kind of prayer where we will gather around and lay hands on one person or maybe a group of people. And what we're asking God to do at that point is to come supernaturally and do something in this person right here and right now. Right here, right now, we're asking, Father, would you come? We're asking in Jesus' name. And would you fill this person with your peace right now? Would you strengthen this person's faith right now? Would you heal this person's body right now? But see, all of those were asking for God to come and do something supernatural right then and right there. That's, that's why the laying on of hands, because it's a symbol of how we're together and we're asking God to come. And as our hands are laid on them, Lord, would you bring your power upon them through our prayers and right now something would happen in them. That's the laying on of hands. Let me give you an example of this. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. That's page 992 in these Bibles we just passed out. So 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Uh, Paul wrote 1 Timothy to a, a young elder named Timothy who was one of the elders at the church in Ephesus and he describes what Timothy experienced at a time when elders laid their hands on him and look at what Paul says first Timothy 414 he says do not neglect the gift you have he's talking to Timothy which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you Okay, so don't miss what's going on here. Here's Timothy, and the council of elders are around him, and they, they, they're laying their hands on him, and they're praying. And while they're praying for Timothy, God comes and does two supernatural works. One is, he gives one of the elders a word of prophecy to speak to Timothy. Now, prophecy, our understanding here at Mercy Hill is prophecy is where, I mean, Brandon brought a prophecy this morning, and Marcia brought a prophecy this morning, and I'm blanking out. I'm leaving. Anyway, my apologies. Chuck brought a word of prophecy this morning. And I'm, who else? Who am I leaving out? That was it. Okay. Um, a, a prophecy is where, as you're in prayer, all of a sudden God will bring a thought into your mind. Boom. There it is. And it's, it's biblical. It would be helpful. And you share it. Okay. The Holy Spirit speaks something to you. Brings something into your mind. So one of the elders, a prophecy came to this elder and he spoke it. And it was encouraging to Timothy. We don't know the content of that prophecy, but, but prophecy came. That's the one, the first supernatural thing that God did as they were praying. And then there's a second supernatural thing that God did as they were laying their hands on him. God imparted a spiritual gift to Timothy. So there was some spiritual gift that yesterday Timothy did not have. Today, he's received it as the elders laid hands on him and prayed for him. Spiritual gifts, supernatural endowments, giftings. Prophecy, leadership, discernment, evangelism, 
help, all, all the different kinds of spiritual gifts. So do you see in this passage, as they're laying hands on him, they're praying and God comes and does something supernatural in Timothy right then and right there. That's the most important aspect of the laying on of hands to understand. And I want to stress this because if you haven't been used to praying for people in that way, it, it, it might feel a little bit presumptuous in your mind to think that you're actually going to ask God to do something right here and right now that's supernatural. I don't think you should feel that that's presumptuous at all. And first of all, God is sovereign. He will do what he will. Okay? And he calls us to pray for each other for these things. So it's obedience to him. And as we pray, he will come and do what he will. But, but my opinion is that every time we gather together and lay hands on someone and pray for them, if we're coming in Jesus' name and we're earnest and we're not in willful rebellion against him in some way, okay, these are some of the list of some of the conditions, but when we do that, not, not that we're perfect because we're not, but we're trusting Christ, we're, we're humbled and surrendered before him, every time God will come and work supernaturally in that person right then and there. Like, can I share the example about praying for you for your, we, we've talked about this before, but this is a great example of God's sovereignty in this. We were at Lisa's home in a home group and she had some severe back pain. We prayed for her, laid hands on her and God did not heal her. We asked that he would, but he didn't heal her. But what he did do was something else supernatural right then and right there in Lisa. And he poured his love out upon you. It was way better. She says, don't you love Lisa? It was way better. But see, that's the example. So we're not presuming like, like as if we pray and God's going to have to heal her back. But we know as we gather to pray in his sovereign mercy and goodness, he will come and supernaturally work in some way that is exactly what this person needs. Now, let me just clarify. Let's say that, that in your group this morning, there's somebody who uh, needs a job. Okay. I would hope that all of you in that group at some point in time, later on today, would and, and, and we would share as a whole body and pray for this person to get a job. Okay, hear me on this. This is really important. You, you have not because you ask not. Ask and it shall be given to you. We, we as a church body should pray for you if you need a job. Okay. But, I hear this, you might want to ask some questions about this. As you're laying hands on this person... That's not the time you're going to ask God to give him a job. Do you, do you feel why? Because you're not asking God to do anything. When you lay hands on somebody, you're asking God to do something in him right now. So what are some of the things you might pray for? Later, you're going to pray for him to get a job, or maybe before, or even during, possibly. But I want to push this side because I think we're all weak on this aspect. What are some of the things you could pray that God would do supernaturally right here and right now for this brother who needs a job? What are some things? What are, to break discouragement? Strengthen his heart, trust, peace, revelation. Yeah, like guidance, wisdom, confidence. Okay. And I've been prayed for times. I know many of you have where God has supernaturally done those things in my heart, in your heart. And it's rich and it's powerful. Okay. So do you see the difference? Do you feel that? Any questions about that? I mean, feel free, because I, I, I want to make sure. And again, if, if you haven't had this as part of your background, it might feel a little awkward, and that's okay. But it's biblical. Check out the chart on the back of the page there. 
We're not presuming. We're coming humbly. We're asking God to work in supernatural ways right here and right now in this brother, in this sister. Okay? Are you holding back a question because, or is it just because it was all so clearly explained? I'm not so sure. Yes, sir. Is that about laying hands too quickly? Yes. yes. I think uh, m- my opinion on this is that that's, he's talking about uh, putting elders in place. I think that's the context there. And when elders, I think, were, in, were, were installed as elders, hands were laid on them. And I think what he's saying is don't uh, put somebody in as an elder too quickly. Um, like they, sh- they, they need to be a believer for a long time. They need to be tested that's my understanding of 1 Timothy 5.22. Let me, let me read it, though. Do you want to read it? Do you have it right there? Uh, do not be hasty in the laying out of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself good. Yeah. So if you, if you read the verses before and the verses after, it's about elders. And so that's my understanding of the context there. It's, it has to do with installing elders. So when we install elders here, we don't want to put anybody in place as an elder too quickly. We could be culpable if sin is released in the body in some way, if there could be some difficulty that would happen there. So that's my understanding of that passage. Good question. Any other questions? Now, how, how many of you struggle with, you know, because you, you see people on TV and this laying out of hands thing, and you just... It, we're not we're not going there okay do you understand that we're not going there okay we're not going there because that's not biblical this is what's biblical okay so the way we've described it here so any other questions yes that question deserves a lot longer answer than i'm going to give okay and i have a lot more to learn about it too than i know um but i think the scriptures teach that god heals I think James 5 makes that clear, and there's many other passages as well, that he, he can heal instantly. He also can heal over time. I think it's Mark 8 with the blind man. Uh, he does not always heal whenever we pray. Uh, we can pray with full faith and good hearts, and he can choose in his love and wisdom not to heal, as in the case of Lisa praying for her that night. He did something even better. But our job is to pray and to trust his sovereign wisdom and goodness to do what he chooses to do. And so, again, that's, I'll stop right there. But those are the bullet points. Those are the main points. So if anybody here is sick in a moment, I'd love to have you, if you're willing to, to in your small group. We're just going to do the small group so it's very private and confidential. But if you wanted the group to pray for you, they would. Okay. All right. Let me keep going here. So what I want to lay out is, uh, is, is kind of what we're going to do now. And, and again, the idea is that, think about it like this. Every single person here, me, you, we all have needs in our hearts, bodies, lives right now that where we, could, we, could, we, we would benefit from a supernatural touch of God today. There's not one person here who wouldn't benefit from this. Okay? So we're all candidates for this. I mean, some of you, you might need, you could just really use God to come and strengthen your, your trust in Jesus Christ this morning. You've got some worries, you've got some fears, got some burdens, some discouragements, and you could just, you could really use just a faith-strengthening outpouring of God's Spirit, okay? 
Um, others of you, you may be uh, like really in, in bondage to some temptation, like the, the tentacles of some temptation are wrapping around your heart and you're, and, and you just, you just can't get free from it. God could come and he, he can instantaneously free you. It's not always how he does it. Sometimes it's, it's through fighting the fight of faith, through the word and prayer and brothers and sisters, but sometimes he'll just free you from it. We'd love to pray for you for that. Others of you maybe are um, burdened by a decision that needs to be made, a big decision, and you just don't know what to do, and you need wisdom. God could give you wisdom, like supernaturally, this morning. He could bring a thought into your mind. It's like, there's the answer. Or he could speak it through somebody else, and then he would confirm it to you. All right? Others of you maybe just need an outpouring of his love in your heart. Maybe it's been a long time since you have felt God's face shining upon you. A long time since you've felt what Marcia shared about that he loves us with an everlasting love, Jeremiah 31 3. Okay. It's been a long time since you've had the Holy Spirit pour God's love into your heart. Have somebody pray for you. Wouldn't you love to, to experience, to have, I mean, we know he loves us based on the word and the cross, but there's many times where he wants to pour his love into us so we know by experience. Some of you maybe are sick and need healing. All right. So there's all kinds of needs here. So, any of us, all of us have needs. So here's what we're going to do. In a moment, I'm going to have you stand up and we're going to get into circles of like maybe eight people or so. And I've asked people to lead these, lead these circles. And uh, so, and, and kind of do it quickly. Just like help people, make sure everybody's included, so nobody's left out here. And then just quickly go around and introduce yourselves by first name only. That shouldn't take too long. And then one person needs to share a need. Okay, so this is, you kind of got to bite the bullet, okay? So just like take the plunge. All right. I've already said we all have needs we could share. So everybody in that circle could have could share a need. All right. It's not like one person's needy here this morning, but no, we're all needy. So share a need, but share it briefly. We we don't need to we don't need to hear a lot of detail. I understand why I'm saying this. It's so we have time to pray. God knows all the details, and also feel free to keep it as general. And so for the sake of confidentiality, keep it general if you want to. That's totally fine. God knows the details. But just share the need. Keep it brief. Um, and then what's going to happen is the group's going to lay hands on you and pray for your need. And focusing on asking God to work supernaturally in you right here and right now. Okay? Now, as you pray, group, I would encourage you to, to pray um, a number of times briefly rather than one like, like if the first person who prays is like, it's like the 10-minute prayer. That, that's not as helpful. Okay, like a 30-second prayer, minute, whatever, as the, as the Lord leads. But, but it's good to have lots of people praying numerous times. Okay, that's, that's, that's really wise. So then as you're praying, then, then you're, you're thinking and you're praying and saying, God, is there something you want to have me think of that I could pray or say? Or do you want to just speak something to me that I could pray or say? So we're waiting on the Lord expectantly as we're praying. And God can bring things to you supernaturally. And then as you pray, watch to see what Jesus is doing. There's times where we close our eyes to pray to cut out distractions. That's very powerful. There's also times where Jesus prayed with his eyes open. And I found it helpful that when we lay hands on people, it can be helpful to have our eyes open so that we can see. Sometimes you can see that God's working. You're praying for God to bring comfort upon this person. And you can just tell by their demeanor, God is comforting them right now. Dale. Sure. Yeah. Um, what's the importance of if somebody happens to start speaking in tongues to have someone that oh, God gives the interpretation? Yeah. 
if, if God brings, just like, like here when we wait on the Lord for spiritual gifts here, if, if you feel like God's bringing you a word in tongues in that setting, then as you speak that out, God's going to bring either you or somebody else in that group the interpretation? Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever tongues is public, it always should be interpreted. If it's going to be, uh, if, if it's not going to be interpreted, then it's private and it should be silent to yourself between the, and that there can be benefit there. Okay. That's a whole other, we're getting all the topics this morning, aren't we? Okay. Healing, tongues. All right. Um, and then give it time as you pray. Don't, don't, don't rush. We're not going to pray for every person in the group. There's no, there's no requirement for that. We may just pray for one, maybe two, maybe three. Don't be afraid of silence. Uh, silence can just be a time where if you've asked God to comfort this person during that time of silence, he may be comforting them. So just, you know, we don't, we don't need to keep the air filled with noise, but don't be afraid of silence. Um, also, by the way, every, every single person here, you're all, if you're trusting Jesus, you're all qualified to pray. Okay. Even if you're brand new, if you're trusting Jesus, we'd love to have you join in and help us pray. And, uh, and then after you've prayed for a while, the leader will sense that it's time to just kind of take a pause and ask the person, what, what is the Lord doing? What has he been doing in your heart as we've been praying for you? That's a scary question to ask because you're always afraid. What if they say nothing? But that'd be okay too. We'll just pray a little bit more. But it's helpful to ask because I think every time we pray, God's doing something. And then you get encouragement from that. So ask, what was the Lord doing? And then when we're done, I'm going to have a spokesperson from each group share what the Lord did. We're not going to mention anybody's names. Okay, so spokespeople who are sharing, no names mentioned. All right, we want to keep it confidential, but we do want to hear what the Lord has done. Okay, now did, did we all ask the person we prayed for what God had done in their lives? This is really important. So like up here, the people were asked, you, you guys asked, but there really wasn't any, any real significant sense at that point in time that God was doing something. Is that right? Oh, you did. You see, sense a fair amount of emotion. Okay, and that, and that can that can be a work of the spirit too. So I want to encourage you to. I just want to press this a little bit so that we're we're growing in this. But be bold to ask the person. So, what did the Lord do? And I always am afraid to ask that because I, I don't, don't know what I'm going to hear. But so do ask. And so because and there will be times where the person will say, "Well, I'm not really sensing anything," and that's that's totally okay, right? That's like totally fine. But it's important to ask so we know. You may want to pray again. You might want to say, hey, next, let's pray at home group Wednesday night or Friday night or to follow up. But it's so important to ask, what did the Lord do? Okay, so excellent. So let's, how about right up here? Okay, so this person felt God's love and had God speak to, to them. That's awesome. Okay, how about right over here? Sounds good. Okay, excellent. Did we get it? We got everybody, right? So let me encourage you along these lines. So that we, we're, we're, we're practicing this here this morning. This is what we do in our home groups often. Okay. That's a place where we can take the time to really lay hands on someone and pray and bring you before the Lord and ask God to work. So I want to get this here stronger so that this is stronger in our home groups. Also in our families, we can do this with husbands, wives, kids. All right, to lay hands on each other and pray for each other. Um, even like the Lord might lead you to pray for somebody in your neighborhood or at the workplace in appropriate settings and, and ways. So this is something that, that we should be growing in. That's why I wanted to take this time this morning in this relatively safe environment for us just to be able to, to step out and to grow and learn. So let me encourage you again, the laying on of hands, we are asking God at that time to come and do something right here, right now, supernatural in this person. And again, that may be outside of your comfort zone, but, but I hope you see it's biblical.
And I hope you see that there's times where there's no immediate sense of God doing something supernatural, and that's totally okay because we're being obedient to the Lord. Other times where God is doing supernatural things. He is sovereign. He's good. He loves us. He's wise. Even if somebody hasn't experienced something right now this morning who got prayer for, my confidence is you will. You'll you'll see this afternoon, tonight, you'll, you'll sense some change and say, okay, this is a little delayed reaction to this morning's prayer, whatever it might be. So it's all good. The Lord loves us. And because of Jesus' death on the cross, he's like just a a fountain of grace flowing towards us. And as we pray, we can can direct that flow into people's lives in tangible ways. So let's, let's thank the Lord. Thank you for this time, Father. This has been rich this morning. Thank you for the peace you've given. The visions, the instruction, the, the, the wisdom, the burdens being lifted, the joy you've brought, the, the confirmation of your love that you've brought. Lord, thank you for those who took steps to pray, because that's an act of love in itself. And Lord, thank you most of all that you love to have us come and, and bring each other's needs before you and ask you to work. And as we do that in Jesus' name, you always are faithful to move and to work. So thank you for what you've done here this morning. Now, Lord, help us in our home groups to be quick to pray for each other, to be moving ahead with earnestness and expectation. And then, Lord, would you come with your power and pour out the work of your spirit upon us in these gatherings as we pray for each other. So, Lord, thank you for this time. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.